Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. How in the hell is everybody doing? I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope you're having the best day ever. I hope it's just the greatest time. I'm in a really good mood. I actually got the weekend off for a change. Um, Thank you to my assistant manager, Liz. Otherwise, I would have not had it off. She was fantastic and made everything work so I could take the weekend off. So, I really needed it. Um, (laughs) Things have been crazy. If you know anything about retail, you know that this time of year is fucking insane. And I say that... um, very directly it's fucking crazy this time of year people are insane everybody's angry for some reason like I get it I get prices are higher than normal there are so many people everywhere because they are out shopping for the holidays the cold weather doesn't help everybody's just cranky and it's just like fuck man just just have a little bit of you know compassion or empathy for you know everyone else besides yourself but that doesn't always help or happen, so it is what it is. I got some Christmas shopping done, or Yule shopping, uh, depending on who I'm buying for, because, you know, it is what it is, but it uh, was nice. I obviously did not go out in public to do so. I will shop from my house. Uh, I cannot be the only one. There has to be more of you guys that do not like going out in public shopping, especially at this time of year. The holidays are absolutely ridiculous. Everybody's got an attitude. Everybody's cranky, it's cold, like I just said, everybody's whiny, and it's just, it's too packed. There's too many people out there, it's just too people So I will online shop my heart out before I step into a store to go shopping. Here, like I've told you guys before, we don't have any malls or a Walmart or a Target or anything like that. We have a Dollar General, a Family Dollar, a CVS, and a grocery store that's way overpriced. And that's it, that's literally all we have, so... We have tractor supply too, but nobody, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need any farming equipment, so that's not really a big stop on my list. But, uh, no, in all reality, there's really no place around here to get a lot of shopping done. I mean, I obviously would pick things up from um, the dollar stores and CBS, a few little things. But for the most part, everything needs to be done from a bigger retailer spot, I guess. I don't know the fucking words I'm talking about, but... I do a lot of online shopping because I just don't like to go out in public that much if I can avoid it. So online, Amazon is my favorite for everything. You guys know I talk about Amazon all the time. If we want to go to a mall or anything, it's like 30 minutes, 30 miles. Um, it's quite a ways. And everything's congested and cluttery and everybody's up there and there's just so many people and you just were like, fuck man. So we try to go one time during the holiday season to get anything that we couldn't find online or that would take too long to ship or anything like that. But we have not done that yet because I don't want to. So <laughs> enough ranting and raving about my wonderfulest weekend. Um, I did get two new tattoos. Technically, I got one new tattoo and the other one was the finished. We did the second session of my big piece that we're working on. But um, one of them is three triangles that kind of looks like the umbrella corporation in a way or, or portion of it kind of um it's right the three triangles represent the source of everything for me it represents my source for everything which everything that happens to me or in any way 
I take that and I control how it affects me. I control what it does to my life. And that is my new motto for right now. So, um, I'm just trying to change my thinking, you know, add a little chaos magic in there, change my, um, change my beliefs and change the way that I let things impact me. So that's my little piece to remember. And it is in a very fucking sore spot right above my elbow to the, like the inside more. I was going to have it right in my elbow pit, but fuck me. Nope. That was not a good, no, we signed on to that. The second one, we finished my, um, hourglass on my shoulder. It's a negative piece. So, um, the sand is black, but he added, um, stars and moon and planet and literally looks like it's flowing. It's a really amazing piece. It's on my Facebook page on the Instagram, um, Cassie the Basic Witch, and I will post it in the Facebook group because I know some people like to see that, but it is on my private page or my, my personal page, which most of it's not private. It's also on Travis's, um, tattoo page, which is called Heathen Tattoos. So check it out if you're into that kind of stuff. So guys, we have something really fucking cool coming up, um, on December 8th. I'm actually pretty pumped. Uh, as you guys know, the biggest meteor shower of the year, the most beautiful one is actually coming up. I believe the 13th and 14th. I may need to double check. It may be the 12th and 13th, but I do know the 13th is in there for sure. But Thursday, December 8th, go outside, fucking go outside. It's going to be beautiful. So Mars and will literally be the closest to earth ever, but because Mars and let me rephrase this. Earth is going to pass between Mars and the sun. And it's going to be the brightest thing in the night sky. Literally be the, the brightest object in the night sky. Brighter than the moon. And you'll see it because it's going to be bright fucking red. But not only that, it's going to be a full moon. Which means that Mars will fully pass in front of the moon. The moon will disappear. So the moon will basically eclipse Mars. I'm really excited. I cannot wait. If you guys want to see the video of her talking about all this, that's actually also on my Facebook page, uh, Cassie Godfrey. I need to share these things in the group. Sometimes I just forget, but yes. So it's going to be super awesome. I'm pumped. I just need to remember to, to stay awake long enough to actually go outside and see it because, you know, I get tired and easily impulsive. I cannot be the only one also gets super fucking tired. My wife's out. It's actually crazy. I can come home from work. And sit on the couch, eat dinner, and then sit down to, you know, just, you know, after you eat, you kind of sometimes just, like, sit down for a second and just, you know, gather yourself before you do whatever. It never fails. We'll eat, we'll go smoke a cigarette, come back in, sit down, figure out what I want to do for the night or what else I need to work on, and I'll start dozing off. Because I'm so fucking tired and exhausted. But when it's time to go to bed, it takes me forever to fall asleep because my brain's like, nope, let's remember this conversation we had in fifth grade. It's fucking stupid, but that is my life. Um, <laughs> it's fucking weird. I know I'm not the only one who has that issue, but it's crazy. So I am going to maybe like take a little nap when I come home. That way I can definitely be able to like stay awake and go outside and see it because it's super awesome. I just love when cool events happen in the universe and <sighs> sorry, I'm like out of breath for some reason. The, uh, meteor shower that's coming up is going to be amazing and I really hope that it's not super fucking cold that night. I told Travis we're going to like bundle up in multi-layers 
because we're going outside to watch this and we're not missing it. So we need to really prepare and be warmed up. It's going to be beautiful. got a question um, earlier this week about the difference between rituals and spells. So honestly, it kind of comes down to how you word it yourself. They can be the exact same thing or they can be different in a way. So for me, myself personally, when I use the word ritual, I use it meaning something that I'm going to do repeatedly, something that I may do kind of like on a schedule. Um, like think of it as like a regimen. So at night I have a ritual where I go in and I take my makeup off and I take a shower and then when I get out, I I do a ritual of specific steps on my face and self-care, self-love every single night. Yes, that's different from like magical ritual, but in a way kind of not because, you know, we have our own little things, but that's my ritual. This is something I'm going to do over and over again. There are rituals that I will do, um, once a month, sometimes once a week, sometimes um, once a quarter, sometimes once a year. It just depends on what it is. A spell, I consider, myself personally, something I'm going to do and expect results from that specific one. Um, Now, some spells will be repeating, but they wouldn't necessarily be a ritual because that's something you intend to do on a long-term basis, necessarily. So, Everybody's going to have their own version. Um, Some people use them interchangeably. Some people consider rituals as spells. Everybody is different. Again, this is where there's no wrong way to be a witch comes in. You have to do your way, whatever is best for you. I mean, we all have our own little quirks and things. But for me, I consider a ritual something I'm going to repeat indefinitely. Or spell is something that I'm going to do usually a single time, sometimes with a few repeats and not anything that I plan to do over and over and over and over again multiple times. I mean, maybe just a few, but, and then some things turn into rituals because you start off with it expecting it to be like just a normal spell and then you realize it's something that you need to continue doing so it becomes a ritual. Either way, whatever you want to call it, that's really the only difference in my eyes that I use. So the cool thing with a ritual is it's not just like the act of doing something necessarily it's a process and it's like a state of being and it's going to stir up your energy and basically all the energy around you is going to be infused into your being you're kind of like changing your life and yourself every time you do this and the world around you like everything is going to change from this little thing kind of like the butterfly effect what you do today may have impact on something you do like 10 years ago it's kind of like your intuition so your intuition led you here not just to this podcast episode but to where you are in life it led you to make the choices that you made to get you to the point you're at in your life whether it be um, moving or buying a car or meeting somebody or going out to a bar or going out on a date or answering that Facebook message or signing up for you know some website where you met somebody everything you did was because of your intuition 
Sometimes it's because you didn't listen to your intuition and you went the opposite way and it got you where you're at. So our gut is constantly trying to tell us things. We just have to learn to listen to it. And that's kind of something really important because this is a question I get all the time about um, your guts and your instincts and stuff and intuition. And people are always like, well, how do I know if, if I'm doing the right thing? You're the only one who can answer that question. I can't answer what your gut is telling you. I can't answer, did you do what your intuition was telling you to do? I don't know that answer. Only you know that answer. And only you know if you got where you are because you listened or you didn't listen. So that's going to take a little soul searching. If you're still having a little trouble with it, I highly suggest some shadow work. Kind of dive in, see where, you know, that fork in the road was and, um, you know, why you took that path and not the other. And what would happen if you took the other path and just kind of do a little play with that. So, um, but it made me think about our intuition and rituals and spells because all these questions kind of came at once and it really made me think about our timing and our our ritual when we do things are we actually following ourselves a big thing I get all the time is people saying it's not working it didn't work I literally get that all the time and in fact I even we even talked about that in an episode not very long ago Especially newer witches who are trying things, they expect instant gratification. We, we talked about this again. It, it's not always going to be instant. You're not always going to get that answer or see that um, the outcome that you want right away. It takes time. It takes patience. And if you don't see it right away or if you don't see it, maybe it's because you didn't fully put yourself into it. Or something was off with the timing or something was just a little bit out of line so if you're if you're getting frustrated and you're like okay not getting anywhere I'm not seeing it it's been a while like it's just not happening let's reevaluate the whole process let's make sure that we are adjusting the um, ingredients for lack of a better term for you so, like we talked about last, I think it was last week, lavender calms me down. Some people don't like lavender. Some people, it makes them feel nauseous or some other type of way. Some people prefer, like, sage to calm them down or a eucalyptus or whatever. Do what works for you. If you did not put your entire soul into that ritual or that spell, it's probably not going to work out the way you think it is or, or it's not going to have the effects you want because you didn't fully put yourself into it. You weren't, like in it all the way and that seems to be a big issue that people face is because they get in such a hurry and like okay I need you this now let's go and they're not considering all the factors that come into play with it so let's let's talk about those so kind of like I was saying that you have to um the ritual is or you know spells it's not just the act of doing it it's infusing yourself with everything involved and putting your soul into it so if you want things to come out the right way you have to be quote-unquote in the mood it's not like a chore you don't want it to feel like you know a task that you have to do or a chore that you have to do you want this to feel like something you want to do you're excited to do it you're you're drawn to it and if it's something that you're trying to do like to banish something obviously you're not gonna have excitement about something bad so you know that you have to take care of you want to be driven to do this from 
every fiber of your being, you want to have that drive and you want to feel confident in what you're doing. You are your own judge, jury, and prosecutor. You are the one who basically is your own worst critic. You're the one who judges yourself, who doesn't believe in yourself. We believe in you. I fucking believe in you 100%. So, so much faith I have in you that you're doing the damn thing, that you're going to make it work. You are the only one who's questioning yourself and judging yourself. I know because I've been there. In my early days, I literally questioned everything. And you guys remember back in season one, there was a lot of times where I was constantly talking about how much I had no fucking self-esteem when it came to this. And I had spent so many years just feeling, you know, unconfident in everything I was doing. My confidence has grown. Yours will too, but you have to, have to, have to believe in yourself. You're not going to get anywhere without that. So, most important is making sure you are in the mood to do the magic. You're not just, okay, I guess I got to go do this shit. Be in the mood. Put yourself in the mood. Do whatever you need to do to put yourself in the mood. Ground yourself. Center yourself. Important steps. Now, intention. We've talked about this so many times. Intention is very important. You have to be clear. You have to be very concise of what you're trying to accomplish, what you want to come out of it, how you want it to happen. I mean, you need to be really clear on what you're wanting from it. Again, you got to put your soul into it. You can't just, yeah, I guess, you know, I just want to be happier. Okay, happier in what? Like in love, in life, in general, you know, um, life overall, like, you gotta be a little more specific than, you know, is it your work life that you like to be happy, your personal life, your love life, your family, like, what parts of it are you wanting to focus on? You can't just be super vague all the time. There are sometimes you can be vague, but most parts, when you're doing a ritual or a spell, you need to be a little more clear, concise, and specific. The environment, huge huge, huge, huge part of this. Number one is making sure that you are in a place where there's no distractions. That you, you know, if you could put your devices on silent or, you know, make sure there's nobody else around that's going to distract you when it is the timing. That's super, super fucking important to make sure that you are prepared, that your environment is, is set, the, the scene is set, there's a no interruptions that you can foresee. I mean, obviously, sometimes we're going to have emergencies happen or things happen, especially if you're a mom or a dad of little children or you have fur babies who sometimes have to go potty and they cannot hold it. Then, obviously, these are things we can't control. But anything you can control, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to make sure you are able to, um, to do that. Or it's a timing, a place where you can control those things. The place is just, again, I cannot get over, continue enough about the environment that you're going to be in, making sure that's the right place that's perfect for you and for whatever you're doing. You need to have a clean area to perform in. So think about it like, okay, so we're never truly alone. We're literally never really alone. Even if you don't feel like your house is haunted, you don't feel like there's spirits there, there's spirits around you. There's different energies around you. I promise you they're there. Sometimes they just don't come out. And show themselves all the time. Now, especially if you're working with um, deities, it's really important to have a very clean area. Because you want to consider it like 
if you're going to invite your friends over to do this with you, pretend you're inviting your your sister and brother witches over to come and do this ritual with you. You'd want to tidy up a little bit first. You want to make sure, you know, everything's clean and organized and everything looks nice and everything. Consider doing the same for your spiritual and, or your spirit and, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> your spirit friends and energy friends, the non-human kind. Especially if you're working with deities. Like I said, you want to create an environment that is nice and tidy and organized and clean and ready and looks good and presentable. I know that animals sometimes have accidents and it happens, but you don't want, you know, you would never have your friend come over and do a ritual with you with um, a pile of dog poo on the puppy pad. So maybe make sure you clean all that up before. And I'm not, there's nothing bad with it. Trust me, I went for a very long time with my puppy who just refused to go outside. He would go on the puppy pad and then come tell me he went on the puppy pad. Like, come alert me instead. And then we got a cat and he started going to the litter box. That's kind of weird. He lives with my mom now. Um, from when we moved to Arizona, he went to go live with her. Either way, the point is, you want to have a clean area for your spiritual guests. Your spirit guests, I guess is the word I'm trying to say. Anyway, you want to make sure it's all tidy and everything is, is nice and presentable that you would want to be presented to you in that, that same form. Tools. Do you have all the tools you need? All the ingredients? Everything you need? There's nothing like getting deep into a ritual or spell and being in on, you know, just feeling in the groove, you're in the mood, you feel it, you can feel it in your soul, and then you don't have something you need. You have to break the circle, get what you need, hopefully that nothing else distracts you. In the meantime, come back, try to get back in the zone, reach that euphoric feeling of, you know, whatever you, whatever state you reach when you do these things, you have to get back to it. So it's really important to make sure that you have everything that you need ready to go. Um, if you don't have those items, you have substitutes ready. You have backup plan ready. Just be prepared. Another thing that I've noticed, and this is maybe it's just me. Some Not everybody does it, but I, I have seen people in some of the groups I'm in. They will <laughs> they'll use the same like bowl that they're doing to um, mix herbs or, you know, whatever and for their, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the ritual or if it takes water or whatever, they'll use that bowl that's very clearly a cereal bowl, which is fine, completely fine, as long as you're not using it the next morning for your um, frosted flakes or lucky charms. So uh, maybe keep that bowl, if you're going to use it for magical purposes, maybe keep it with your magical stuff and not with your um, kitchen stuff where, you, where you might accidentally use it for, you know, spaghetti tomorrow or something. So just kind of try to keep things separate. And I know sometimes we can't. Sometimes we just can't. We can't afford to have two sets of everything or, or whatever it is. But sometimes that will call for it. That specific instance will call for something you're going to use. Like maybe um, say that it you're doing like a, a, a spell or a ritual for weight loss or healthier eating or something, it may have you do something with the bowl or the cup or the fork or the spoon that you're going to use to actually eat with and consume food with later, then that would be the time then it's like, okay, cool. This is acceptable time for you to mix those items and have them um, interchangeably, I guess. So, 
let's talk about setting the stage. Some people prefer a lot of bright lights when they are doing magical work. Some people prefer it really dim. Some people prefer complete silence. Some people prefer soft, easy music. Some people prefer Stevie Nicks playing in the background. It's up to you. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable and makes you feel more in tune with what you're doing, makes you feel more um, devoted, makes you feel some kind of way, that's what you want. You want to make sure that you have the stage stage set for whatever's going to work best for you. Don't forget about the smell. And a lot of people forget about this. Yes, you know, a lot of times we'll light a white candle as part of our ritual because it's just part of something we do. Anytime I do any kind of ritual, I have a white candle lit or spell or anything. There's a white candle lit. Um, usually I have one lit right now when I'm doing podcasts, but my eyes are so dry that I am not lighting one because smoke's going to get to and bother them today anyway. Normally I always have it on. Not on, but lit. That sounds really weird. Like I have an electric candle. I don't have an electric candle. I think they're cool though. Some of them just look really fake. Anyway, smell. I like to have different oils burning depending on, or incense or something burning to create an aroma that fits in with what I'm doing. So, again, if I'm doing something calming, I would use like a lavender or eucalyptus or like a sage. If I'm doing something that's going to be more tied to like hyped up and, and like, let's go I would use something like a citrus blend for me citrus always reminds me of energy if I'm trying to do like a love spell or something I might go with like a rose scent or um, some kind of flowery scent like that it really just depends what kind of mood I'm in it depends on what ritual or spell I'm doing it just depends on what I'm trying to make happen it depends on my intuition basically what I'm trying to manifest out of this so kind of get your senses together and and sometimes just take a moment to to go through and um, smell some different smells and and get an idea for what works for you and how they make you feel maybe write it down in your your journal you know the citrus blend made me feel sleepy and calm where lavender made me gag or you know everybody's different but but do what's going to be best for you so make sure that you have that prepared and that ready and the stage you know every stage I don't know why I keep saying stage The stage with the T is set as far as the environment around you. Your altar. All right. We're going to talk about setting up the altar for different rituals or spells. And this kind of depends on, again, what you're doing. If it's something big where you need to cast a circle, you need to pull onto a different area. If you are doing this as an outside situation, you're going to need to create an outdoor altar Sometimes, sometimes not. It just depends on what your spell or ritual calls for. But your altar in general, again, I want to remind you guys, there's no wrong way to be a witch. So whatever you have on your altar that makes you happy and works for you, that's great. I remember, and if we go back to season one, I was very big on having nothing on my altar that doesn't, is it magical for magical uses and blah, 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 blah. And I've become so changed over these last couple years with how I look at my altar. My altar is my workstation for my craft. And I have a lot of different things on here that people 
that some witches would say, well, why do you have that on your altar? That me two years ago probably would never have had on her altar. But now my altar has things on it that are for magical uses, that are for um, something I'm going to do with right now. My cards are on my altar. I still put my jewelry up here to kind of like charge them and cleanse and all of that. But I have a few other things on my altar that are to basically, I don't know, set the stage for me and and make me happy and keep me feeling connected, I guess. Um, palm stones. I have a palm stone, a thumb stone. I have different crystals I alter in and out. I've got a little dish up here that's got a variety of crystals that I kind of take in and out. Different candles, my bell. Um, I've got a couple. Um, actually, I have two bells. Three bells now. Wow. No, two bells and a snuffer in my bed. I've got some feathers. I have a mini cauldron. I have a sunflower from my mother-in-law's casket from um, last year from her funeral. I have little representations of myself, of my family, my lost ones right now because I still have um, some of the stuff up from my silent altar. It's just kind of whatever works for you. But one thing I do make sure I have is something that represents the four elements. Air, fire, earth, and water. So... When you're casting a circle, we spoke before about having something that represents the four elements in each corner. Air usually ties with east, fire with south, earth with north, and water with west. Yes, sometimes I confuse the fuck out of those, but it's okay. Because we have a lot of things to remember, so we're not going to always have everything perfect. We are going to fuck up from time to time, and it's fine. But it is kind of um, a good thing to incorporate those into your altar if you feel like it. I'm not saying you have to, but it's really good to, you know, to do so or to, to if you feel like. I mean, it really kind of helps to tie everything in because you're calling for the powers and the spirits from those four corners, from those four elements to help you when you're doing a ritual or a spell to kind of guide you. You're, you're It's like you're invoking them to kind of join your your magic in a way so um what you choose to use to represent them is completely up to you obviously for fire i use candle for air i use a feather because birds fly and the feathers up there and you and again anybody can do what they want um earth i usually have some type of plant or flower or um a twist something up here i i kind of alter things that now right now pine cone um and then water, I try to have like a little thing of water, um, like a little bottle. Sometimes I'll just keep it like a little bottle. Um, I did have a little fountain up here, a tiny, tiny fountain. It was so adorable, but it kind of died. So um, everybody just kind of has whatever works for them. You can incorporate, I mean, honestly, you could just draw a sign that says those things. And if that represents it to you, that's fine. If you have a crystal that reminds you of fire and one that reminds you of water you know whatever whatever represents for you it's your spell your altar your ritual your magic your craft what works for you also one thing you might want to consider is having a piece of you there something that represents you and have your little personal touch on it um it's just a way to kind of tie it all in and it's something to represent you with these four corners and I mean, it is your magic. It's your your situation, your your efforts, and it's you. It's your craft. So, 
have something that represents you. I have a coffee cup up here that's got like a moon and um, the sun and the moon are like kind of combined with little stars on it. And it's super cute because it represents me as far as I love coffee. I live off coffee. I'm pretty sure if you drew my blood, there's going to be coffee in it. And it's magical like me. So that is what I use to represent me on my altar. And we're back. Okay, so timing can be a huge factor or it can mean nothing at all. It really just depends on, again, the type of ritual or spell you're doing, um, what type it is again, but also you as a person. We all have different characteristics. Some people are all about timing. Some people are very in tune with asked to be this specific moon cycle or you know, Scorpio needs to be in this plant, you know, whatever, or a specific day of the week. I mean, everybody has their own specific feelings on all of this. So for timing, I mean, there's a lot of different things to take into, um, consideration. The moon cycle or the moon phase, you know, what type of moon is out, what cycle we're in, what phase it's in. Is it a full moon? Is it a new moon? Is it waning? Is it waxing? The time of year uh, could also be a factor. The time of day even. Some people prefer to do them very early in the morning. Some people prefer to do them late at night. Some people prefer like at midnight specifically. Again, it kind of ties into whatever specific um, ritual or spell you're doing and you as a person. So, I mean, it just is going to take a matter of you trying to figure out what works best for you. A huge... um, a factor that a lot of people talk about are astrological cycles, which we will get into in a later episode of a big part of that. I'm actually, I have a special guest plan for that one. Um, her name's Mackenzie, and she is amazing with astrology and all of that, and I can't wait to have her on. She is a really great person. I, I was best friends with her sister growing up, and um, she's going to be a really great asset for us to learn a lot more about astrology and how it affects our magic. So that is also a big thing. Um, If you're going to do um, a repeating ritual, you might want to consider the timing as far as like the cycles, you know, where you do it every full moon or you do it every new moon. I mean, it honestly just depends on what works best for you and what your specific uh, ritual or spell is. Next one that a lot of people don't ever think of is specific day of the week. Now, I, for years, did not think that a day of the week mattered, but it does. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about some correlations with days of the week and magic. Ah. The dreaded Monday is water as the element, and it's dreams, road openings, spiritual growth. Monday's uh, planet is the moon. It's considered feminine. The deities are Artemis, Diana, Luna, Selena, and Throth. Colors correlate with silver, white, gray, and blue. I can go on about some crystals and some herbs. Um, I did write some notes down, but there's a lot of um, different ones. So we'll just go through them real fast. Uh, the crystals for Monday are aquamarine, moonstone, mother of pearl, opal, pearl, uh, Quartz, sapphire, selenite, damn, I can't read, and silver. I guess I should put my glasses on. I'm going to be able to read my notes a little better. 
and herbs and plants will be catnip, chamomile, comfrey, lily, lotus, and mints. That's a lot of happy stuff for a dreadful fucking Monday, but okay. Tuesday would be fire element. Removing obstacles. Um, my God, I cannot read my writing. Strength and victory. Tuesday is planet Mars. It's considered masculine. Deities are Aries, Lilith, Mars, the Morgan, the Morrigan, sorry. Uh, colors red, black, and orange. Crystals, bloodstone, flint, garnet, iron, pink, tourmaline, tourmaline, red jasper, rhodonite, ruby, and steel. You guys, I've been obsessed with rhodonite lately, and I don't know what my obsession is, but it's fucking, like, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I made a rhodonite bracelet, and then maybe a few days later, I got a rhodonite pendant in one of my um, uh, subscription boxes. It's in a beautiful setting. It's like a silver setting. It almost looks like it's supposed to be a um, a locket. Like you would open it up and there'd be a picture in there the way the setting is. It is beautiful. And I don't know what my obsession is with it, but it's come out of nowhere. And I'm so fucking happy with it. Herbs and plants. Allspice, basil, cactus, chili pepper, coneflower, dragon's blood, garlic, ginger, holly, horseradish, mustard, onion, pepper, pine, radish, thistles, and tobacco. I don't think I really use tobacco much in my magic, but hey, it is what it is. We always do something new. Wednesday is an air sign. It's great for working with ancestors and self-love. We all need a little self-love. I cannot stress that enough. Its planet is Mercury. It is considered masculine. Deities are Athena, uh, Mercury, Odin, and Woden. Woden? I, Woden. W-O-D-E-N. Honestly, I don't know. Colors. Yellow, silver, gray, purple, orange. Mixed colors. Crystals are agates, amber, aventurine, citrine, lapis lazuli. Sodalite and zinc. I love sodalite too. Actually, so real quick before we go on. I'm trying to get um, gifts together for my employees, for my team. I have nine people if nobody quits in the meantime, which we'll see. But I'm trying to get them like a little something personal this time and I thought about um putting together like a little gift of things and I want to put some sodalite stone in each one of their little bags because sodalite is so great for teamwork I swear I actually made some bracelets for a couple of my employees with sodalite in it and I swear it's like because the drama kind of like we don't have drama to begin with really but any of like the um issues of like well man I wish they would do this or wish they would have done that or whatever it's kind of like calm down It's, it's so weird it's almost like Everybody started flowing a little bit better. Also put sodalite in the break room, in my office, up front by the registers, and a few other places that they don't even know there's crystals in the store. But sodalite is amazing for teamwork. So if you're ever having trouble with um, working with colleagues or anything like that, or just a project you have to do with other people, sodalite. I'm telling you guys, it's amazing for that. Where were we? Ah, herbs would be aspen trees, ferns, lavender lilies, and periwinkle. Thursday is Element Earth, Legal Matters, and Money. It's weird because my husband gets paid on Thursday, so. Planet is Jupiter. It's considered masculine. Deities are Juno, Jupiter, Thor, and Zeus. Colors are blue, green, purple, rich royal colors. Okay. 
crystals are adventure, adventuring, amethyst, brown jasper, green lodestone, green tourmaline, lapis lazuli, malachite, peridot, tin, and turquoise. Herbs are anise, clove, dandelion, dill, fig, honeysuckle, maple, mint, nutmeg, oak, patchouli, sage, and star anise. Hmm. Interesting. I know that I mispronounce crystals a lot, and I'm really sorry, but I have a really hard time with um, words sometimes. I think it's the dyslexia and my ADHD, and they combine together, and they, like, pair up and partner with my anxiety, and it's like, say it wrong, say it wrong, say it wrong, and then I just panic and freeze, so there's that. Friday, this element is water. It's good for fertility and love, so if you're trying to have a baby, Fridays are your day. Planet is Venus. It's considered female, feminine. Deities are Aphrodite, Eros, Freya, and Venus. Colors are aqua, copper, green, light blue, and pink. Crystals give me have aventurine, blue lace, agate, copper, coral, emerald, jade, lapis lazuli, malachite, moonstone, quartz, rose quartz, and selenite. Herbs would be African violet, apples, apple blossoms, apricots, barley, birch, Carnations, catnip, columbine, beaverfew, never heard of that, foxglove, geranium, goldenrod, heather, hibiscus, iris, lilac, magnolia, roses, strawberry, sweet pea, and thyme. Interesting. Saturday is earth and fire, which makes total fucking sense. It's good for banishing, creativity, and motivation. Saturday's planet is Saturn. It is considered female or feminine. Deities are Kronos, Hecate, Loki, Saturn. Colors are purple, black, maroon, dark colors, indigo. I like how it just like goes in specific colors and it's like dark colors. Crystals are Apache Tear, Black Onyx, Coal, Coral, Hematite, Jet, Lead, Obsidian, Pewter, Salt, Serpentine, Smoky Quartz, and Tourmaline. Herbs and Plants. Beets, belladonna, comfy, cypress, hellebore, hemlock, hemp, ivy, mimosa, mm, sounds good, morning glory, quince, skullcap, slippery elm, and thyme. And Sunday, fire, which again kind of makes sense. Sundays are a good day for healing, health, and peace, which makes so much fucking sense why Sundays are my day off and it's like literally my day to heal and take care of myself, and have some peace. Crazy how that works out. Sunday's planet is sun. It's considered masculine. Its deities are Apollo, Bridget, Ra. Colors are amber, gold, orange, yellow. Crystals are amber, diamonds, carolineline. Good lord, I can't speak. Carnaline, sorry. Gold, quartz, sunstone, tiger's eye, yellow topaz. Herbs and plants are angelica, buttercup, cinnamon, eyebright, juniper, marigolds, St. John's wort, and sunflowers. Interesting. I did get those um, day of the week information. Well, some of them. Um, as far as like the corresponding uh, deities, colors, crystals, and herbs came from this book that I have called Hex Appeal, a little book of modern southern witchery by Raven Nightshade. Um, I've actually talked about this book before. I love it. It's just full of just a small little book it's maybe let me look real quick um well it doesn't have the page numbers on there but it's just a really great little reference guide to have um 
especially if you're going to make your own reference guide, which I'm going to talk about here at the end too. It's just a nice little um, reference book to look at it, and it's, it's got a lot of cute little uh, anecdotes in it, really. I, I just really like that book. I have a lot of random books. What I like to do is go on Amazon and look at uh, witchcraft books and go to sort by uh, price low to high and look at the really cheap books and then go through and like you can usually preview several of them and I'll buy them and if they're good I'll keep them if they're trash I'll give them to somebody else or donate them or something but some of them are just so interesting and so packed full of a lot of interesting information and references and just just fun antidotes and then nobody really knows about them because they don't look at them or they think just because it's only $3.99 that it's going to be trash which some some I will say are but for the most part all the ones that I have gotten have been pretty good I have gotten a few that have been like oh my god this who the fuck wrote this but again we're not going to gatekeep so um there it's just fun to have it in my collection little things to add and I've given them away to people after I've done after I'm done reading them especially some of the ones um that are really great little reference guides I will um basically give them to starting witches who are starting out young witches um, newer witches I don't want to say baby witches because you guys know how I feel about that term but it's just nice to have and they're they're just little cute books and plus it helps out other witches who wrote books and like I said some are trash you're gonna get you know you may spend five bucks on a book and it'd be full of garbage but it's five bucks that you're out I mean it's not the end of the world so it's not horrible but yeah so I mean, these are all factors to consider when you are doing a ritual or a spell and you're, you know, trying to really beef it up. Um, early on in this podcast, when we were talking about these things, we were really general and basic, hence the basic witch, about doing things. Now we're getting more into timing and environment, things that are really important. I mean, we started out with just doing like a simple, you know, like a a cleansing spell and it was nothing that had to be super major or really correspond with you know the lunar charts and cycles and the moon phase the astrological cycle the day of the week we never got into any of the big heavy stuff and that's kind of where we're starting to go a little more now um I just like I said I had sprinkled some of this into other episodes so I really want to put it in one so everything's kind of together um I'm really excited for us to start getting a little deeper in things. We've kind of kept things pretty basic for so long now. We're in season three, and I'm really excited about beefing shit up. Like I said, um, I do have an episode plan coming up to really dive into the astrology side of witchcraft, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, You guys are going to love Mackenzie. She's got a lot of great info. I just have to correlate a time with her that works out. I do have... um, a big plan for a Yule episode as we get closer to the winter solstice. Um, I don't want to make anybody feel like we're just going to blow Christian or Christmas away and we're going to forget about it because we're not. Obviously, I still celebrate, you know, Christmas Day. I just do it in a different way. As I've said before, I, it's not for me. It's not about, you know, quote unquote, baby Jesus being born. It's about um, sharing time with my family and really appreciating everything and showing my appreciation to my family and my friends and my loved ones so I celebrate it but differently because I get asked all the time if you're an atheist then why do you celebrate Christmas well I don't celebrate quote-unquote Christmas I just happen to celebrate Yule on Christmas Day with my family so 
there's that part of it. But, um, another part before I get into the end, uh, somebody had asked for, whoo, shit, sorry, my reference book. When I was talking about my book of shadows, I was explaining to you guys that I have several different books, book of shadows, books of shadows. I have several different versions of my book of shadows. There we go. I have my, like my permanent, my what I call it, like my fancy one, my permanent one. That's the one that I, once I perfected a spell, it goes into that. It's the big leather bound one with the seven chakra crystals on it. It's a very nice book. Trav found it for me. It's really thick and has a lock. I love that one. But I have several others. I have one that's done for like journaling. I have one that I put my spells in that I'm trying. And that way I can like, you know, white them out and adjust it until I get it where I feel like it's really perfect for me. And I really love that one. And I also have my reference book that I've talked about. It's what I call basically my Book of Shadows Companion. Um, these are just a few of the things that I have in there specifically because, like I said, um, people ask for it all the time. It's in no specific order, and it's kind of broke up. I'd like to get a um, a binder-type one, I guess. One that I could move the pages around and kind of insert pages, take some out, and kind of put them in. Because sometimes I add, like, a reference set... And it's not in specific order because it's something I thought I need to add later. Or I find more info on something that I want to add in there for quick reference for later. So, and this isn't just, um, this is a book I share with other people. Sometimes people will message me and ask for, you know, um, what kind of herbs is best for this. Or, you know, color reference or whatever. And I'll literally just take a picture of it and send it to them. Or I'll let them use my book. I'll literally let them borrow it. So it's not just something for me. It's something that's very useful to my sister and brother, which is friends, people, anybody, my listeners even have messaged me and I've sent them pictures of um, a page in there. So it's just something handy that I like to have. And it just makes it easier to have everything in one place because number one, we can't remember everything. If somebody tells you that they remember what every single herb is for and what every crystal does and the elements of it and the, the, uses for it and the oils and everything they're full shit unless they have an identic a photogenic memory well I don't know why that word was so hard unless they have a photogenic memory um then they probably don't remember every fucking thing so and I'm getting older and I've got a lot in my mind so reference guide companion whatever fuck you want to call it is perfect so in no specific order these are just some that are mine mine is more like um a cluster, but I know how it works, so it's funny when people borrow it, they're like, wait a minute, um, this isn't really in, like, a super order, because I'll have, like, crystals, and then I'll have, like, I don't know, um, runes after that, and then chakras, and then the will of the year, I mean, it's just random order, because it was just when I started right now, so, so I want to get a different one, but wheel of the year's in there, there's, um, info on chakras, what each one is, what they do, how to open them, um, there's tarot card basics where I basically went through, um, for anybody who's starting out with tarot, it's a great reference set of, uh, excuse me, um, how to read them, like how to feel it and what to do and the different meanings of the suits and just kind of like a reference and all that. I don't have all of the card meanings in there because again, every deck is kind of different and has its own feel. So yes, in general, they all have the same meaning, but it just is, it's too broad to write every single description in there. So I just have basics and kind of like an outline. I have the rune basics of what the basic runes mean. Um, there's an herb cheat sheet. Like I've said, there's literally got 
so much for different ones, you know, what each one, properties of it, what it's used for, what it's good for, um, aura, color meaning, um, how to read your aura, different colors, what they mean, color magic, honestly, a relation, or color magic and colors relation to magic, cheat sheet in there, it's kind of listed like all the different colors and I even broke it down into shades of specific colors, kind of what they mean, what they signify, um, broke down all the moon phases, crystal cheat sheet, like the, you know, the most common crystals, what they're used for, their properties, um, flowers and oils, same thing with, um, yep, essential oils, things like that, a lot of random notes of things, um, there's an element chart, the witch's pyramid is in there, um, and I also have in this, in the back, I have where I keep a lot of my, for lack of a better word, potions, um, just because I haven't put them in my other book yet, and they're kind of one that I, these are potions that I know for sure that I, I like and that I work with. Um, now they are, will eventually go to my permanent book, and it's, a lot of them are actually in my quote-unquote scratch, uh, book of shadows, but these are ones that I use a lot, so I keep in my reference sheet. I'm going to share one with you guys that I think will be good for us for this time of year. Do, do, do. Let me go back over here. Sorry. I to get to that page. This one is an aura cleanse spray, and honestly, you can use it in whatever way you want, but it, for me, I use it after I've had a really shitty day or just a day of being around people. It could be a great day, but after being around a lot of people, your aura is going to change because your energy and your inside is kind of affected by the outside. So it's kind of like saging your house, but you're saging yourself with an aura spray and it smells good. So for me, it's, it's something I like to make sure I do this would be considered a ritual, even though it's a potion and spray. Um, think of it as like hygiene for your soul in a way. I mean, we're always taught about keeping good hygiene of our body. What about our physical, you know, of our physical body, but what about our mental body, our spiritual body, our soul? So we got to cleanse, cleanse that. Um, it's just very helpful of shutting off the energy of others that they have kind of like imprinted on you. What you will need, and this can vary depending on who you are and how you react to these things and just what you have, honestly. So you're going to need a pinch of Epsom salt, some distilled or spring water. I prefer spring water, a spray bottle. And this is where someone told me that amber spray bottles are better. Like the dark amber colored spray bottles, preferably glass because glass is number one. It's it's not man-made. I mean, it's kind of a natural element in a way. It's made of natural things. Whereas Plastic is not, but you know what? Plastic is fine too. It just depends on the size of the bottle, how long it's going to last, because plastic sometimes doesn't um, hold oils and everything super well. So sometimes glass is definitely better. But again, I mean, if you notice when you buy essential oils, almost all of them are in a dark amber glass bottle. Damn near every one of them. I have a few that have come in a, a lighter color or clear, but it's got usually like a label covering the majority of it because the sunlight I think does something to it I don't know honestly I'm not gonna pretend to know science and chemical makeup of shit like that but I 
have an old amber glass bottle that came from some, I don't even remember what it came from. I think it was a, um, a room spray that I actually got in one of my subscription boxes and I started putting it in there and just refilling it out. I cleaned that box out and, or that bottle out and just started refilling it in there. So it's small, so I do make it, you know, it does last quite a while, but I do make it usually about once a month. It just depends. Um, it depends on what size bottle you have. But here's where it comes in to whatever you have on hand that works for you. So for me, lavender and sage are the two other ingredients that go with the Epsom salt and water. Now, sometimes I use lavender oil and sage oil, or sometimes I will use actual lavender herb or sage, just dried sage. It really depends on number one, what you have, number two, what you prefer. Some people don't like, even though it's a spritz and it mixes, you know, some people don't like how the oil and water mix. Some people don't like how it feels when it, when it's, uh, coming out in spray form. Honestly, it's up to you. I prefer to do like a little bit of sage oil and then lavender, actual like lavender, lavender, uh, herb in it, but you can do whatever. And sometimes I reverse it and sometimes just oil just depends on what I have, how much time I have and whatever. So basically what you're going to do, start with the pinch of salt in the bottom. And then if you're using dry ingredients, I would suggest putting them in the bottom as well. And it's up to you how much you use. I try to use, um, maybe like a, a tablespoon's worth, not a whole lot. It just depends on the size of the bottle, honestly. So you just kind of have to use your judgment on, um, the sizing, and then you fill up the bottle almost all the way, and then you're going to add your oil for using oils. Um, if you're using both as an oil version, you're going to save a little bit of room for that. Um, once you've added all the ingredients, shake it up a bit and let it set on your altar for about 24 hours, and then uh, the next day it will uh, be ready to go. So here's the part that is going to be personalized to you. You want to um, basically spray it on you. When you need um and while you do that you're going to i say personally remove and cleanse my aura of all that does not suit me restore my being and make my soul to glow so that's just mine everybody kind of will have their own saying that's just kind of my thing it came about from something a long time ago and i just kind of stuck with that one it's something i feel connected to again everyone's different you're gonna have your own thoughts and feelings and and um, approach to it. So don't feel like you have to do my exact saying or my exact combination. You can use whatever herbs. If you don't like lavender and sage, you can switch it out for what you do like. Um, I will say every now and then I'll add a little bit of citrus into it just because that really gives me, um, a kick. I think that I just, I like the, the blend of like the calming and the energizing together. It just really depends on how I'm feeling when I make it, honestly. So, um, that's just something, I want to share with you guys a little potion of mine. Next week, I have um, a pretty exciting uh, episode planned for us. We're getting into the holiday rush of the craziness, as I talked about in the intro of this episode. Um, everything's getting out of hand and crazy with the holidays. Everybody just becomes a bit different. We experience anxiety of a different level than we're normally used to. You know, the the Christmas anxiety, the holiday anxiety, whatever you call it, it's real, it's there, and uh, we got to be able to beat it, so next week, I have a shit ton of anti-anxiety spells, potions, rituals, 
all kinds of shit planned for us. And I want to thank the Witch Casket for my box this month, which actually happened to be um, an anti-anxiety theme. So it kind of ties in perfect. I thought it'd be a great way to share some of my um, anti-anxiety rituals and spells with you guys that I personally use. Plus, we'll look at some of the ones that, some of the stuff that they sent and how it all works. So um, I'm pretty pumped for it. I think you guys are going to love it. It's going to be pretty exciting and I cannot wait for that week or for that episode. Like I said, after, or coming up for Yule, I will do a special episode for Yule. Um, kind of make it something that we can really be excited about instead of dreading, you know, with the shopping and all the other craziness of everything. So next week we're going to deal with all the anxiety of it all. And then we get that, we're going to celebrate and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm super pumped um, for going into the new year. I will probably not do an episode on uh, actual Christmas Day. I think it's on Sunday this year. I'll probably skip that weekend um, just because I don't know what's going on. I may put out a short bonus, but I don't really know yet. But the first of the year, I've got a lot more exciting plans for us. We're going to start getting beyond the basics and go into some more... um, advanced level stuff so if you've not caught up on all the basic stuff I would suggest going back and listening to any of those earlier episodes of the basics and we're going to start hitting the more advanced stages and more complicated in a way things um I look for 2023 to be a really great year in our craft because I think that now that more and more witches are um, coming out of the broom closet and we're becoming more accepted that we're going to have more representation in the world in a better way and not just the, you know, flying and turning men from toads into, you know, turning people from toads into men. Sky's calling stuff, wants to make noise. Oh, girl. But I think that uh, witches in general are going to have a really great um, change in representation coming up real soon. We just got to get past people like Greg Locke who wants to kill us first but once we do that I think we will be on to a great path for 2023 so um again next week will be all about anti-anxiety magic and how we can deal with the holiday stress and then we'll do a yule and uh, it'll be after the first year when I have the astrology special I gotta get with Mackenzie I know she's got a lot of shit going on and this time of year is busy for everyone so bless me um I am down to only having 38 emails left to respond to so sorry I know it's taking me forever but I have so many trying to filter through them um it's been crazy so I'm getting to them I promise you I promise you I will have time this week actually so I will talk to you all later thank you so much for coming back every week and being a part of this experience and I just am really thankful for all of you guys so reach out I promise I will answer just taking me a little bit um, check out the Facebook group the basic witch it's one of the green one um, I'm on Instagram Cassie the basic witch and my t- it's TikTok is the basic witch 2020 that's also the email the basic witch 2020 at gmail.com so all right love you all bless be bye